You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Iowa Sportsman Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and I know it's only March, but we are literally weeks away from the turkey season here in Iowa, and hence the name of the podcast, and uh, we're going to do a little pregame today. I got my buddy, Brent Rich, on. He's from the same high school as me. Um, We started turkey hunting right around the same time. We share some really fun uh, experiences hunting together throughout the years, and uh, man, this episode is just kind of a a trip down memory, memory lane for us as far as turkey hunting is concerned. We talk about strategy that we use before kids or when we don't have kids with us. And we talk a little bit about the strategy uh, when we do have our kids with us. Uh, We talk about trends and things that we've seen happen throughout the years um, that may give a guy better odds if he is able to identify those trends like um, this type of terrain versus this type of terrain, this type of calling strategy versus a different kind of uh, calling strategy, decoys, don't, no decoys, uh, ag fields in the timber, like all these different things that we talk about in today's episode. So it's an awesome refresher course. And if anything, it's one of these episodes that gets you fired up for the upcoming turkey season. Um Self-admittedly, I am not the kind of guy who gets too jacked up about turkey season. I'm more of a whitetail guy, big game guy. But uh, after this episode, uh, I'm starting to get the itch to get out and uh, go hunt some turkeys. One thing that I'm probably the most excited for is my daughter Ava will be coming with me on a solo hunt for the very first time ever uh, where we're not going to be using a blind. Uh, We're going to be running and gunning through the timber. She's going to be old enough to hold my hand. I may have to help her over a couple cricks or something, but I really do think this is going to be an awesome experience for not me because, I mean, what father doesn't want to go hunting with their children? And I think it's going to be... My goal is to have this be such a great experience for her that she's going to want to continue to go and uh, continue to be involved in the outdoors. So that's the goal uh, anyway for this season. But before we get into today's episode, we're going to do a quick uh, commercial here. Uh, and that's with Quiet Cat, our partners at Quiet Cat. Have you ever considered using an electric bicycle to get deeper into the backcountry? Quiet Cat is the leader in off-road electric mountain bikes and will guarantee greater accessibility to areas that are impossible or extremely difficult to access. Compatible with an assortment of accessories, Quiet Cat is here to outfit your next adventure. Haul more gear in and haul your game out with Quiet Cat. So if you want to find out more information about Quiet Cat, you can visit their website, www.quietcat.com, and that's the word quiet with cat spelled with a K, quietcat.com. Go and check them out. All right, so we've done the intro. We have done the commercial. The only thing that I want to say here is uh, make sure you're following along uh, on social media. The 
Iowa Sportsman now has an Instagram page. So please go out and make sure that you're following along on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you're subscribed to the Iowa Sportsman magazine, and you can do that through iowasportsman.com. So you got the podcast here. You got the website that has a ton of great content, and you got the magazine that has a ton of great content as well. So, uh, man, and and now there's uh, even more content coming through social media. So we got all this awesome content coming from Iowa Sportsman straight to you. So make sure you're following along in all those places. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, on the phone with me today, one of my good buddies, Brent Rich. How we doing, man? Doing good. How about you, bud? Oh, you know, just uh, living that dad life. How about you? Same, same. Living the baseball dad life oh, right now. Oh, boy. All right. Did your son make a traveling team or something? Uh, two of them. Oh, great. So, <laughs> like, one like, son made two teams or both sons made a team? Uh, one son made two. The other one's playing also. I gotcha. Dang. <laughs> Just all over. Just writing checks, baby. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, that's one thing, like right now we're kind of in a, I think a, a lull before the storm where my, my daughter is now starting to express She's in dance right now. And I don't know, you're lucky you don't have any girls because, and I'm sure you've <laughs> talked with uh, parents of, uh, girls, but dude, dance can get expensive. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And then Mac, he wants to be in soccer and baseball. And Knox, he's only three, so he want, he'll probably play some kind of little league sport. He's in swimming right now. But, you know, all these things start adding up. The next thing you know, it's like, Jesus, man, I could probably buy another house with the amount of money I'm spending per month on these kids. Oh, yeah, or like, you know, start another business with all the time or whatever. <laughs> right? It's yeah, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. So, uh, we'll, uh, how did your, how'd your deer season go this year? Um, it went great. I shot um, my best buck to date. Um, about, I think I shot him November 14th, which is late for me. I usually um, harvest early. Yeah. Um, but I had my sights set a little high this year. So I shot some freak nasty deer. It looked like if you would have found the sheds, you would have thought they were two different deer. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to get them back. Should be getting them back in a couple of weeks from the taxidermist. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite times of year is the, uh, you get the call. It's like, Hey, we're getting ready to start them. And, uh, I don't know. You get the pictures back or yeah, dude, I, I, I love that. Uh, what about your boy? He, did he get a deer this year? He shot his best buck to date this year as well. He shot like a 145, 10 point, um, during Iowa's youth season. So, the taxidermist bill is going to be expensive this year as well. So, <laughs> Man, um, Brent, you got to do me a favor and stop putting your kids on big deer because that makes us I, look bad. I didn't. Um, and the, the that's the beauty of it is my oldest son, Jada, he's got, he's got it. I mean, he's us in a 12 year old body. Um, he wants to try and shoot one with his longbow this year. <laughs> so it's, uh, insane. Um, but we don't do food plots. We don't own any ground. We don't do anything. We just hunt, scout, and, and I've taught him that over the years. You know, I, we don't have a ton of time to hunt together, especially with him. You know, he's playing football now, and he's in middle school and all the things that go along with that. And yeah. So he's been – he's just grown up and matured, and now he's <laughs> shooting big deer. We sat in a downpour. Um, I don't remember what date. 
but it was the last Sunday of Iowa U season, and I bet you we got three inches of rain in like three or four hours. Um, so much had flooded that we couldn't even get the deer. Like I had to come back the next day with my buddies um, and their side by sides to get it out. Oh boy! And so I mean, he earned it, and he's <laughs> he's rocking cheap Walmart camo and you know stuff that's way too big for him that I've had, and so he sits in the cold and he sits in the the rain and. As soon as that rain broke, that buck popped his head out. He was dogging a doe in September, pushed the doe out, and came right out of the corn. We were facing a twenty-yard shot. Dang! So he he he's uh he's got the bug then, right? Oh, he's had it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you tell me? I don't know. Did you tell me he's already like? Did he did he start practicing, or is he, or is he interested in doing a run and gun setup like a lone wolf and sticks? No, he rocks the lone wolf and sticks. <laughs> um, As a twelve-year-old, yeah, um, he's he's uh, he has it now. That being said, not I'm putting him up for him and stuff when oh, we okay. go out. Okay, um, but he is he has uh, been doing it for a year in the yard. Yeah, um, you know, just starting with one stick, and we've had a tree stand. We moved out to the country a couple of years ago. We've had a tree stand hanging, and I it's two sticks high. Yeah, and they just climb up it all day and step over, climb up it all day and step over, and they shoot their bows off of it. But they being both my sons. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and then I make them clip in, clip out, you know, all the the whole nine yards, and so now he's uh he's um using actually kind of a neat deal. He's using um some one of my uh, our mutual friends who's no longer with us is a uh, old stand. So oh, nice. Um, yep. So he's uh just rocking the old little lone wolf and. So he's part of it. I mean, he's got it, and he's got his own trail cameras, and which I've sent you pictures of those. He got better deer on trail camera during the rut <laughs> than I did in some trail camera by our house. <laughs> That's crazy. What's uh, what uh, do you think he's gonna like? Because I I've talked to some guys who their kids just really they love sports, but they really love deer hunting too, and then they have this talk with their dad, and they're just like, "Hey, man, like, I'd rather hunt." than do sports do you think he's gonna go down that path at all or do you think he's gonna rock sports out for a while no i think he's gonna stick with both um at that you know and and you remember what it was like back when we were that age man if you're sitting at home idle hands cause trouble um yeah so he's he's got too much energy to sit at home and do nothing and then plus his mom and i would be divorced if that happened (laughs) every night every night hunting (laughs) that's right so he's uh I, I, he does both. We make time. I mean, so he he used to do traveling soccer in the fall and play football. So he's uh, you know knocked traveling soccer out of the picture, and um, that way we can hunt on the weekends. Right. And we just hunt when we can, and you know it's part of it. So he yeah. knows he's. And I like that thing. Kind of not necessarily put pressure on him, but um, he's got to hunt what God gave him. And if it's pouring rain, then that's the only day you got to hunt. You go out and hunt. Yeah. And so. I think he's learned that mentality, and so that's a that's good. That, well, that that makes a guy dangerous if he knows how to, you know, deal with that kind of uh, I don't know those kind of issues in the in the timber, and if they can learn to adapt and and take those head on, man, that can make a uh, a guy, especially at his age, real dangerous mm-hmm. in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and then my I'm hoping to get my younger son will come out with me this year. I have a ten year old as well, and he's a. Uh, he just likes to come watch. He's yeah. not yet been bitten by the bug like his older brother and I have. Yeah. 
Um, but he's gone out turkey hunting a couple times. He got to go sit in the deer blind with me this year once, and yeah. that was awesome. He enjoyed that, so. Cool. He's got his own bow. He, he likes to shoot bows, but he he will not. He does not want to hunt. Yeah. Not yet, so yeah. we're not going to force that. Yeah, you don't want to. And that's one thing I've learned over the years just is you do not want to you know, force a kid to do anything because if they're anything like I was when I was younger, I just instantly pushed back. It's like, well, if you're going to force me to do something, I'm going to put up a fight and I'm not, I'm going to want to not do it at all. So I get it. I get it. Well, you know, here it is. We're sitting at the tail end of March and uh, both me and you are probably thinking about Turkey season coming up. And uh, before, before we get into this episode, which is going to be about Turkey hunting, I think we've got to let people know, like, this wild start to turkey season that our turkey hunting careers that we had um and you're gonna have to correct me uh, if i'm wrong because it's been like 15 years ago maybe even it was the tail end of college right so uh, right so I'm, which for us was a long time um yeah. <laughs> i think i would say i was trying to think about that earlier today and i would say it's every bit of 17 18 years yeah. Oh, well, Hey, you know what? You're right. It's actually been 20 years because no 20, it was, it's been 19 years because for me, I started one year before you when I was 20 out yep. uh, in 2001, I have a picture of me holding my first Turkey, um, when I, but with my uncles and then the next year you, t- I think the next I two was- years you came along, right? Yep. 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 So <laughs> I want, Hey, I'll get fired up. You need to you need to break down this hunt, this this very the very first time that you came out hunting, and it was only my second year as well. Like walk us through that first that first season up at that. Uh, I don't even you don't even want to call it a cabin, like an ice fishing house in a cattle pasture. Uh, I'll set the I'll set the pace here. So uh, I don't know somewhere circa two thousand two, yeah, you know, two thousand three, two thousand two. Um, Dan and I were in our prime and, uh, <laughs> he, he hits me up one day and he's like, Hey man, you like the woods. Right. And I'm like, sure, man. He's like, you like bush light. Right. And I was like, sure, man. Uh, he's like, let's go on a turkey hunt. And I said, sure, man. And, uh, um, I, I think I took my dad's old 12 gauge that I still have and I've still killed turkeys with it. Um, and we went, I don't even know North eastern iowa yeah i don't even know the town north of uh um, north of parkersburg oh yeah up by up by up by parkersburg yep. and i you know and, and i don't have anything and dan's like well we're good we'll sleep in a cabin um you know we'll bring some food and we're good to go and i'm like you know i'm down for a good time at that point in my life and yeah so we show up and um by cabin he means it's uh a shed <laughs> at best um maybe a chicken coop would be a better term <laughs> standard five by eight chicken coop with uh, no windows and a door that's broken and some bunk beds <laughs> and uh we dan and i and his uncle stayed in this chicken coop for a weekend and just <laughs> just harvested turkeys like it was going out of style oh it was so and much I, fun i had and before i had never gone turkey hunting before um dan like he's mentioned it only been one time yeah. before the season the season before and uh, I had no idea what to expect. I think I was wearing, you know, jeans and at that point in time, Doc Martin boots or something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think I had to borrow a shell and 
Um, and that's literally the start of all my hunting passion. Yeah. Um, that was my first hunt. I mean, I'd gone deer hunting and stuff in high school, but I don't, with shotgun season, that's a whole nother issue. But, um, and we were able to harvest birds that weekend. Yeah. Um, we, I thought his uncle was going to kill us at one point because Dan and I made it into experience the local nightlife and cuisine the night before our first hunt. Um, I don't really recall a whole much of what happened there. Well, we were a little tired the next morning. And we, we got up and went turkey hunting, but we, I'm, I'll never forget him screaming at us. Dan, do you remember this? I was, I was going to bring it up if you. And I look over and you're laid down by the tree. Shotgun on the ground. I am like, I woke up because the bird gobbled like five feet from me. And I didn't even know if it was a turkey or not because I had never gone. And I about pooped my pants. And then your uncle shot and screamed at us. And I thought we were going to have to walk 10 miles back to the car. I'll tell you. But, I, I I have to say this. Like, the, the I think the first... The, that that was year number three for me too for you when that when that went down i think Be- oh, okay. because you killed you killed on um, the first year you killed your bird the very first morning i think it was no it was the second morning. second morning okay i think maybe maybe i killed my bird the second or the first morning and then the first morning the, and then, of the first year and then cause you, yeah and then um because i remember your uncle I blew an opportunity the first morning because I was trying to shoot a, a hen out of the tree because I didn't know any better. <laughs> we had snuck up on some roosted hens, and he was like, can't shoot those, Brett. And I'm like, they're right there. Come on. <laughs> and, and luckily, he was a steward of the land and talked me out of it, or we were right. in trouble because I didn't know I didn't know the difference. Right. Um, I was clueless. And, and, and uh, what I'll say at this point is uh, make sure you study the, the, the handbook, uh, rules and regulations of what you can and cannot do in the timber, especially if you're a new hunter, hence why Brent said that and why my uncle stopped you from shooting a hen out of, <laughs> out of a tree. Yes. So, very um, well. Very much appreciated. And it was way before light. I mean, it was oh, dark yeah. and I could see it. Right, right. So I think it was that, I think it was that second year and – it was maybe I think it was the second year, the second morning, because the first the first night we, you know, went to bed early, did all that stuff. Second night we sat around the campfire way too long, uh, and then got up yep. and went hunting. And I think we went out for a while first, like through you know, we heard some gobbles set up on birds, but then it was like that late morning, right when the sun hits you and you start to get warm and comfortable and and then Next thing you know, your eyes are starting to get heavy. <laughs> shoot, shoot them. There's, it was two toms <laughs> strutting right yep. in front of us. And I, I kind of, I kind of shot up and I, I look over at you and I, okay, I have to, I have to say this. I don't even think you were aiming. I think you just held the gun up and pulled the trigger because I, I heard a boom. And then I saw the, the birds run away. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was doing the old sidewinder shot, maybe, yeah. you know, I don't know, but it was, a, it was a rough one. And then I remember that he was so pissed off and we were nervous that he was going to like beat us. <laughs> yeah, He was and, because um, he, we would, we were working so hard. We were working so hard for birds that day and he, he finally got oh. us into position. And then the next, you know, the next thing you know, we're, we're falling asleep at the bottom of the tree. Yep. And I remember we went back and took a nap and, Remember he woke us up because there's we were overlooking like a cornfield. Yeah. With this chicken coop, these chickens had great views, <laughs> and um, 
remember there's that Tom out there and he wakes us up out of like a dead hangover, hungover <laughs> sleep. And we try to stalk these suckers. Like, oh, it was miserable. Yeah, it was fun. It was miserable. It was fun. But we eventually both, you know, uh, every every year we went up up there um we uh we ended up tagging out and uh i think that's that right there set the foundation for me anyway of turkey season right like like i want to do i want to do this every april so here we are several years later um and now we are somewhat uh i'm not going to say i'm i'm an expert at anything in life but i I know what to do when it comes to hunting turkey, right? Sometimes their little peanut brain can make us look really stupid, you know, or sometimes we can just be like, oh, they're there, call them in, shoot them dead. You know what I mean? Just it can it can go that oh, yeah. easy. So let me ask you this, and I want to ask you, I want to ask you a two part question because I know you got kids now, and I know you take them out, and that potentially is a different strategy than what you would do if you were uh, by yourself. So why don't you talk us pre-kids what your kind of strategy was, um, you know, whenever you went out and, and uh, tried to kill a bird? Well, uh, pre-kids was, um, I, oh, I, like, I cut my teeth on turkey hunting with shotgun, yep. the old 12-gauge. Um, and now I'm bow. I, I, go, I dabble back and forth. Um, but I would get up and just – my – whole thing was just to get up early and get deep wherever i was going just get back in there in the complete dark and just sit and chill yeah and and just wait and that was some, that's i mean kind of that's i know that's kind of boring but that's how i've been successful yeah i my goal is to sit up on them i don't have a ton of time even then i didn't have a ton of t- a ton of time you know i might only have a couple of days to really go hunt all day yeah other than that it's just a morning sit or a late sit or something like that yeah um get on them and in past, you know, I've known that I, I know the property that I hunt and, you know, I've seen them and it's just like deer hunting. Yeah. You just kind of product your environment and witness what's going on and, and adjust accordingly. Um, so I get in, I don't do anything special. I carry one of my secrets and it's not a secret anymore is I just carry an old Turkey fan. I have some old torn up Turkey fan that from who knows when I shot it. And, um, I just try, I don't try and get in too thick of stuff and I get where they can see that fan or my decoy. Yeah. And it's usually over once they see the fan and the decoy they come running yeah so and i know that's a new thing you know the reaping and you know reaping yeah um not that we were the inventors of it, but it's been successful a long time before it became cool yeah you know some of those old timers were doing that years ago so yeah um that's it and then and now and that was with the shotgun um with a bow starting off um same thing. I guess I I never really did any blind turkey hunting uh, as far as out of blinds. Um, I just run and gun, and if I goof it, I just go to the next bird. <laughs> I you know you know yeah. what I mean without sounding cocky. Like you're gonna mess up, and there's more than one turkey. You just go find the next ones. And then we live in I live in southeast Iowa, so there's plenty of ground. If I if I you know blow out my properties, then I just go to public and blow it out and yeah, run and gun and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, I would say I'm relatively the same way. I mean, I'm taking my daughter out for the first time ever this year. Uh, she's expressed interest, so I'm going to take her out. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it during the youth season. She's just a little too small to, to, uh, handle a gun quite yet. 
but she's going to sit in between my legs. I'm going to call. The goal is to, you know, like get a Tom to respond to us and, and maybe, uh, you know, play that, that chess match with him in, in the timber and, right. and let her see one strutting. But before like that, like I would always start off at the truck and, and I used to be that guy who would go in deep and, uh, you know, or like you, you know, get into the timber and, and wait for the sun to come up. But for me, I've always found success where I would, I just hang out on the fringes on, on the edge of the timber and wait for one to respond. Because in the past, one thing that I kind of figured out was if I went in there and they were hand up and I started calling back at them, they would just go the opposite direction. You know, like the, the hens, yeah. the hens always seem to go the opposite directions. And obviously it's that time of year and the toms are going to follow. So one, one thing that I would always try to do that I always try to do now is locate a bird and then just kind of look at the terrain or know the terrain from, you know, hunting there for several years and, and make a move on them where, you know, okay, I know they're going to come out in this field. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, sit that field edge and wait for them to pitch down or I'm, I know they're going to pitch down in the timber first. So I'm going to, I'm going to get to the top of that Ridge, you know, in between there. And I guess if you want to call it a quote unquote strut zone, what some, you know, what some of these people call them out in the fields and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so most, most of mine is get into a position, like locate one, get into a position where you think they're going to go, not call, like call at them. And then, you know, they, they'll go the opposite direction, try to get into that, that lane where, where you think they're going to go and then start off this, the slow calling. Right. And then just get more aggressive and more aggressive. And I think that, and, and you, you know, you hunted with my uncles all those years ago, they're, they're pretty aggressive with the calling. You know, there was never a, Hey, let's wait, mm-hmm. let's wait them out and let's just go silent for a little bit and wait for them to come to you. Like I've never done that. I, I have been, I call and call and call and maybe stop for a couple minutes, then call and call and call and see what they're doing. And if they don't come in and then it's moving, it's that, it's that always on the move type of turkey hunting. And then a couple of years I went to the blind and waited for them. And mm-hmm. I just, it was, I was, I started to get antsy. Like, I can't be in here. I need to be over there. I need to be over there. And yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. It's, and I've even gotten away from blinds during deer season you know it's i just can't do it anymore yeah. i need to be i need to be able to see yeah. um and i agree like uh you know now and i agree with what you're saying now I, I i do the same thing and i've i've uh i've brought into the what do they call them the locator calls if you will an owl call oh yeah um a crow call more into the game as i've gotten you know more mature in my turkey hunting um i'll use those when it's dark in the morning, you know, and I'll yep. use it midday and I use it mid afternoon. I mean, I'll use those suckers all day long. Yeah. Um, and I've never been one to go really roost turkeys in the evening before. I've just never had time to do it. I've done it a couple times. Yeah. And it seems like I've always, um, I've never been successful because I get, I usually get too close or too I close. butcher them, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, I agree and I do enjoy, um, hunting the field edges more you kind of get a, you kind of, you can kind of manipulate the terrain, you know, or the environment to your, to your benefit as far as in the timber, you can't really do that. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's what I like to do. And I just, ultimately I just tuck into that switchgrass that's, you know, in between like a crop field and a timber edge and yeah, just sit on the ground and rock it. Yeah. What's your take on decoys, man? 
It depends on how lazy I am. <laughs> <laughs> that means, that meaning, um, you know, I I usually have one decoy out, and it's it's um, by no it's a Walmart one. I mean, I have a box full of Walmart decoys that my kids have shot the heck, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and an old arrow. It's, it's nothing special. I don't I don't have any of the nice, expensive you know decoys. Um, I usually carry one. It's just a hen decoy. I've never used a Tom decoy ever. Yeah. Um, I've never used a Jake decoy. Um, at most, I might throw two hen decoys out, but that's it. Um, I feel like I've 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 hunted a lot without them as well, and I feel like I've lost birds because I didn't have one. Really? Um, there was just no. I was. It was in an open enough terrain where they they should have been able to see something that was making the calling, and yeah. they didn't, and they would hang up. Yeah. Um. You know, and I am uh, not the, a great caller. I mean, I use mouth calls and stuff, and I think I'm good, but I'm not. Yeah. Kind of like I think I can dance, and I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I learned from you. Yeah. Right, um, right. But so so I mean I just enough I, I need that visual representation to get them over yeah and then like i said i've incorporated the turkey fan and i just a little movement of that thing and man and they usually come yeah they usually come hot so it's it made it's made for some cool hunts for my kids and some cool hunts for me that um that i'll be able to remember be you know i shot one i took one of my buddies co-workers out um we were literally just got off work at the prison and still in our correctional officer attire we're driving to driving to one of the properties and we see a bird out in one of my fields and we reap it for the first time he shot it like four steps oh dang i mean it's in, it's intense it's yeah that i've never experienced anything like it yeah I've, um, never, I've never done anything like that now i've i've gotten uh i've i've done the thing where i snuck up behind a bush and crawled out a little bit and put a tom decoy out and then i backed off of it and then waited for the Tom to come to it and shot, shot my Tom that way. But I've never done the reaping with the fan and that, and that's it. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess I've, I've never well, done that. It's just like years ago, we were, it's almost like we were trained, you know, you would back out and loop around, you know, yeah. kind of like you would, if you were elk hunting, you know, get the wind if you will. And, and like, screw that man. Nobody's got time for that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah crawl the field edge get in the thick and just give them a little visual representation and if it doesn't work it doesn't work and move on to the next one that's what i love about i love about turkey hunting is the fact that i can do what i want to do yeah um you know it it takes a discipline you have to be disciplined to be a successful whitetail hunter i mean everybody gets lucky every now and then yeah but it takes a lot to a time patience to you know like you we've and you've talked on your pockets where being mobile with the with the lone wolves and getting up and down the right place sitting still you know the I love turkey hunting because I can go run through the woods if I want to, if I need to. Yeah. You know, and I'm not running anywhere very much anymore, but, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, that's the fun for me. And ultimately it's not about getting the bird, you know, in the long run, it's about having fun and yeah. that's a fact. finding cool stuff. Yeah. Just, just living life. And then I usually have one or two kids with me. Yeah. Um, and let you know i'll let them pick all right they can see the bird how, how do we do this how do we do there and then and then let them live and learn the trials and tribulations of turkey hunting and yeah. and they enjoy it and I we're mean, usually successful yeah, yeah so. and that i mean that's where you're at now right um yeah. i want to kind of go back to decoys for a second because i kind of 
I feel like I am the kind of guy who likes to be in, like I like to work my way into the timber, right? As far as right off the roost type of work, right? And I've noticed that if I start to, if I put a decoy up in the, in an open field where they can see me and if they, if they, if I'm calling and they see the decoy, then they come to a certain point and then they stop. Right. And they're outside of shooting range and they're just maybe this Tom's hand up. And this is for a, probably a hand up bird. If, if the Tom's by himself, it's pretty much a lock, you know, like yeah. I, most of the time. And if, if you don't, if they're only stopping, that means there's hens somewhere else and, and they know where those hens are at and they don't want to, they don't want to come any, any closer. They're thinking that the hen's going to come to them. Right. So I, I just, sure. I don't like, I don't like that. So what I've always done, and I, I bet you I've killed more turkeys over the year, w- over the years, without decoys than I have with decoys. I I know that one. Like my personal favorite is to get into the timber, find out where they're gobbling, and just face their direction with no decoy, or maybe even a decoy behind me, like thirty yards, if if they can even yeah, see it. Fun. That's what I was just going to cut in and say is I've, um, you know, before you'd always set the decoy up, you'd crawl out there and you'd crawl back away from the birds. So the decoy would be in the middle. Well, um, you know, we were young and dumb and, and now I've done the same thing. I've taken basically elk hunting tactics and positioned myself in between the bird and the decoy. And more often than not, I've been successful. And I agree, um, I mean, I've been successful without birds as well. I think it's just, it's one of those deals where every situation is different. And that's also the fun of it. You never know, you know, if it was, if you just had to call, you know, cluck twice and give a little run, a little kiki run, then, and they come, it's, you know, would you really do it? You know, yeah, it's about to chase. And so, but I, I definitely like that tactic. And I've been doing that for probably, oh, I don't know, eight or nine years now. And that's how my kids have been successful and getting the, the, basically the, you know, the ultra close shots, the, five, 10 yard shots with a, with a 20 gauge. And it makes it pretty easy for them to, to be able to ethically harvest those birds. Yeah. And that's by setting in between the, the birds and the, the decoy. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, I've had that go kind of rye on me one time. And I, I remember I was hunting with my stepdad, Jim one year and there was two, these, we, we walk into a piece of timber and these two, uh, these two toms were in a tree calling and they were, they were roosted still. They pitch down, they start strutting down this long ridge and they're just puffing back and forth and they don't want to come into this. They don't want to cross this fence basically. And I didn't, I, we couldn't see if there was any other uh, hens back there, but they were gobbling. They were going crazy. They were, they were responding to my call. And then all of a sudden behind me, I hear the, And there was another strutter like five yards behind me. <laughs> I, I look at, Love it. I look at Jim and he's, he's, he sees this, this, uh, he sees this Tom, like just going back and forth right behind me. And I can hear, I can hear the, uh, the tips of his wings dragging in the leaves. Right. Boom. Boom. Oh, yeah. And he's not gobbling at all. He's not doing anything. And then, and then he turns the gun around 
and he ends up shooting a uh, Jake that was just standing there right in front of him, right? So you take what you can get. But that that's probably, like, I don't know. I love it when they get so close. There's even been a, a couple times where I've kind of gotten cocky, and they're definitely within shooting range, but I just want to see how close I can get them before they kind of notice. They, they do the stop, and then the head goes straight up, right? And uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. So I – I've, uh, that's, dude, just picturing, I'm envisioning you that in my head. And yeah. is there anything better than that? Like earth gobbling on a cool morning. Oh man. Sun coming up, I mean, no clouds in the sky. Nothing. Yeah. And you know, it's a lock and you know, you're getting biscuits and gravy in like an hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's just everything. The coffee was on point. Right. Collins on point, you know, man, that's awesome. I'm yeah. getting like. Fired up. Just thinking about it. I know. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So let's, let's go through that once. Um, let's talk about what is your pregame because that's the, that's what the, uh, the title is here is the, uh, this is going to be Turkey season pregame or something like that. That's going to be the title of this episode. Um, so what is your, your morning routine before you even like, as you, before you even make your first call? Like, from the house like yeah from the house you, you alarm goes oh, off i'm a i'm a morning guy um yeah. so i enjoy getting up at like you know three thirty four in the morning um and having that little bit of silence and coffee and um some copenhagen you know and that's kind of my <laughs> routine anyway um so you know just get up and i'm a shower i i have to sh- I, I shower in the morning get up shower get rest um start the morning routine, you know, the shit shower shave. Um, and then I don't eat before I go. I usually take a cliff bar or two and some coffee. Yeah. And just, I like to, like I said earlier on, I like to get early. I get there early and I might even just sit in like the two track or the, you know, the field entrance and just sit there with the windows down and yep. just kind of chill. Um, you know, I've already pre-packed all my gear. I'm anal yeah. about that stuff the night before. Um, and, to be honest, nine times out of ten, everything's in my truck all year round anyway. Yeah. You know, you never know what season is in Iowa, and when you have an opportunity, you got to be able to run. So Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, as simple and as stupid as that sounds, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, I'll get, you know, I I, um, I don't have a lot of, I spend a lot of money, a lot of money on deer hunting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I uh, use the old school, the best of the best, just old Walmart stuff for tree. And so I don't care, you know, my stuff's so janky, homemade camo. Yeah. Um, put that on. And I just kind of like now I slow step, um, you know, to get into wherever, maybe a high point, a listening point. And I just kind of chill there. And once I get, get a couple of those birds will call there before the, the sun comes up and I just kind of get a game plan and try and go set up somewhere. Yeah. And that's, and that's about it. And that, you know, and, and that changes a little bit when I have my kids with me, yeah, um, I just have to get up earlier. Everything else is the same. I, I usually dump a donut down their throat and some orange juice or something from Casey's and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I, and that's pretty much the same here, man. I, except one thing that I always am doing now is when I go by myself and I'm heading into the timber, I will sit, I'll sit there by myself and, uh, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a thermos of coffee and I'll, I'll just, Oh, yeah. set up against a tree and I'll start drinking that coffee 
you know, as that sun comes up and I'm even still drinking it as they start to gobble because, you know, over, over a period of time, unless you're getting something real, like from first gobble to pitch down is like, could even be an hour at some points, right. At some times. So I don't get too worked up about all that stuff. I I just know that it's uh, one of those things where, Like I love, I love the routine. I love the the process of walking out there, especially on those mornings, like you said, where there's no wind, it's crystal clear. You can smell spring in the air uh, and I don't know. And then, and it's just that, I don't know back. There's not as much turkeys on the farm farm that I hunt um, uh, this, like in the past five, six years, for some reason the, the numbers have gone down, but I can remember seven years ago, 10 years ago on, on my main farm that I, I do most of my deer hunting at, man, it would just be like, just one, yeah, one distant gobble. And it was like all the way down the valley. And it was just like 50 birds. You could hear 50 yeah. birds gobble. And then finally, and that was back in the day when it was, I don't know how, I don't even know how many years of automaticness it was where you, you know, you walk into the timber, you're like, you just, you kind of wait. They gobble, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go down here one more time, gobble, a little micro-adjustment move, sit down, maybe throw a decoy out, maybe not, and then you just wait, call, something comes in, you shoot it, and then it's like, all right, let's go to the river. Let's go to the river cafe. <laughs> it's, it's time for – that's right. It's time for a river wreck. Yeah, it's and it's – and I love it. Yeah. I just love it. It's, and I – I'm, I mean, my properties are good properties as well. And I've, and you know, and you were in some big timber back then and it's the same and it, it does. They just, it's a chain, yeah. chain reaction, yeah. if you will. And man, there's not much any, there's not much better than that. No, not at all. You know, you know, it's going to be a good day when you hear the, the thunder in the woods, if you will. And <laughs> That's just, right. What's, uh, do you have any other, I guess, strategies that you put into place? Let me, let me throw a scenario out here for you. When the birds are, are, are quiet right you go out into the timber you know you're there you know they're there but they're just not gobbling or maybe it's just everything is in the distance what is your what's your game plan at that point uh just i mean i've I've blown out keep going if they're if they're not if they're quiet and you know that they're there i mean you can play the waiting game and that's fine if you have the time and i've done that many times and been successful as well you know, create, put a little barrier, find a terrain feature or something that you can get in between and try and get as close as possible to piss them off and have them come check it out. That's kind of the goal there. Um, but if they're ultimately just nothing, uh, I'm just running and gunning. Yeah. I'll set up, and, and I, I might lower my increments down as far as that. I mean, I might normally go 100 yards, set up again for half an hour call, you know, nothing, set up, 100, go 100 yards. Yeah. I might lower that to 25 yards or 50 yards or sometimes – you know, just around on the other side of the creek bed gets a different sound or something, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think – and that's another thing that's a, a beauty about turkey hunting. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Um, I can do it one way the next day and it completely go away, the, you know, the the very next day and not be successful. Right. So um, I'm just – I'm aggressive. I'm old school. I call, 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 call. Um, you know, I might sh- – I'll shut up and stuff too, but – when I'm calling, I'm allowed calling, and then I might hit a couple faint little keys or something. But yeah. other than that, I'm an in-your-face turkey hunter. I have enough property, and um, there's enough birds to where if we blow it out, we blow it out. Yeah, we'll just move to the next one. Yeah, you know, and and that 
that's one of the attractions to me of turkey hunt is it allows me to do that and i and i use it like this year i'm going to use i'm going to hunt um shimmick down here by me and i've never hunted and it's like i mean i don't even know it's like six thousand acres yeah um i'm just gonna run the crap out of that place and hopefully find some mushrooms and a couple sheds in between and see some deer you know yeah there's those days i live about 30 minutes from my hunting properties now that we moved you know and i'm only 10 minutes from shimmick so there might be some days where i can sneak in over there and utilize i'll utilize that for whitetail hunting as well scouting and yeah you find a good choke point you mark it on onyx and go to the next one and so that's kind of where i'm at i just blow them out man i'm super aggressive and i've learned that from you i mean you you were that way it sounds like you've kind of balanced off a little bit but i'm still and 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 then when i you know like i said nine times out of ten i have one or both of the kids with me you know i don't want to i'm just trying to to get them excited yeah you know if i can get one fired up and we can run right at it we're doing it yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the same thing for me when it comes to like a dead morning or, or the birds are on the roost roost and then they, they get on the ground. And uh, if, if I can get one located in a tree, I always try to get close to it regardless of, you know, what's going on. And then if they, you know, once you can tell they're on the ground and then, and then they go quiet, I'll give that spot probably more time than if I didn't hear any gobbles from the tree. And then exactly what you just said, do that, you know, walk up to walk up a ridge right? Walk down a ridge, walk up a ridge, walk down a ridge, and then just do that cycle, set up and call, set up and call, set up and call. Or if I'm on, if I'm on a farm that has a little bit more of an ag mix in it, then it's like walk around a corner of a, you know, a timber corner call. Because that eventually, uh, one thing that I've always known, especially in ag country, they're, they're making their way to the field at some point, right? Just, Maybe yep. not right away. So, and if it, it if it's so dead, and then you know I'll whip the coffee out again and find a good you know a spot to just like see a long ways, right? If I can be at one yep. end one end of a uh, a field and I can see them, then I can take oh I'm gonna take this creek or I'm gonna take this drainage or I'm gonna you know hop over this ridge and then walk you know as far as I can get to them without you know without blowing them, and then next thing you know you know they 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 uh you can there work, they are yeah there they are in your lap you know so um now do you just just through all of the t- times that you've killed a turkey do you see any trends or similarities or is would you say it's it's different every time uh, i i don't that's a tough one man I was just thinking about something we haven't talked about yet. Um, a tactic that I like to use, and I, I don't know who taught me. Um, I probably watched it on a YouTube video or something. Is I would say as far as I like to change my – I change my tactics up due to the weather. Yeah. Um, if, it, if it's cold and rainy, you know, kind of like a day like today, which it could be in April very easily. Yep. Um, you know, I won't go clear to, into the field edge. I'll go down in the timber and, you know, find a spot like that or – um, cause they don't want to be in the tall grasses. So as far as to answer your question, the similarity of me harvesting birds per the weather is pretty much identical. If I know where to go, if it's raining, you know, I know where to go. If it's windy, um, super windy, we'll go down to the bottoms. I got a bunch of Creek bottoms on a nice warm day. I know that they're going to be out sunning, you know what I mean? Or I don't know the term, but they're going to be out, you know, dusting and, and sunning and getting that sun. I know where to go then. Um, so as far as the similarities there, 
that's kind of a tactic that I've, as I've matured as a turkey hunter, have utilized and been, it's only helped me be more successful. Yeah. A lot of guys will go to the same spot because they have a turkey blind there that every morning. They hear a turkey and man, they just don't understand why he's not coming. Well, it's because he's going to the neighbor's field. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to get in between and, you know, and, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, that's one thing I hate to see. And, when I, and I talk to a lot of turkey hunters around here and they're the same way. Like, man, I haven't killed a bird in five years. There's just less, there's not less birds, man. You're just set in your ways. Yeah. Or, you know, you're, you gotta, you gotta evolve and, and learn the weather patterns and learn, you know, if it's, if, if it's cold and wet outside, you don't want to be in tall grass where that's just going to get you more wet, you know, and block, you know, you want the wind and the sun to, you know, to cool you or to warm you up and, People just put themselves, they just almost get locked down, like a buck's yeah. on lockdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's the same strategy just, as uh, deer hunting, man. To, to run. Yeah. The same thing as deer hunting. You know, people go the same stand every single year, every single hunt, and they, they don't understand why, you know, they, they're they unsuccessful. So, well, I tell you this, man. I uh, After this conversation, I'm a little bit more fired up in the uh, than I was last week because i was i i'm not like i don't lose i don't ever lose sleep over turkey hunting i've said this in in on the nine finger chronicles podcast Uh, it's like i I don't get too crazy excited about it i i once i'm out there and i start playing the game then i get excited right then i'm getting fired up Mm -hmm. um but like right now, it's just like okay. I, I I'm still thinking about whitetails. I'm still thinking about my western hunts and all that stuff. But now, um, it's just oh, I better go buy a tag. Like oh, I better go. You know, okay, I'll I'll go turkey hunting because it's here to do. But I mean, I love turkey hunting, but I I still just I don't love it as much as deer hunting. I'm I'm the same way. I use and and I've changed, and you know that. Yeah. I used to be the guy that deer hunted in between turkey seasons. Yeah. You like were fired I, up about turkey hunting. Yeah, I loved it. There's nothing better. Um, you know, and then I got a little bit smarter about deer hunting and started playing my odds a little bit more and started shooting big deer. And now I definitely turkey hunt in between deer seasons, and that's awesome. Yeah. But I and I'm the same. I don't lose sleep, but it's because that's. I think that's what's fun about turkey hunting. Right. It's it's, it's low pressure. It's it's a, it's a stress free nature walk, if you will, and hopefully yeah. you get some meat out of the deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's a great way. I would encourage all the listeners. It's a great way to introduce youth, yeah, adults, girlfriends, wives. And I mean, if you're a female and you have a husband that doesn't hunt, you know, whatever. Um, that's the I think the best way because it can yeah. be. You know, I never try to introduce kids to hunting or anybody to hunting during deer season. Yeah, that's a good because point. There's the, I mean, they're just going to sit there and one freeze get their get soaking wet probably because we're hunting crappy days. And then they're never going to hunt again. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I don't know. And that's kind of one thing I haven't shot it. I haven't, I haven't shot a turkey and it's been two years now. Yeah. Um, but I've been a part of, I was just adding up 11 turkeys, harvested turkeys, um, from youth, you know, five, six, seven year old kids up until, you know, I got some 45, 50 year old coworkers who wanted to start hunting and, and I take them and I got no problem. Turkey hunting. Right. You want to come hunt my property with me? Let's go. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, as long as I can trust you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You're not going to be knocking but, uh, on the door during deer season. There's there's definitely a talk that happens on the way out there. But um, <laughs> but I, that's, I've, I've brought more hunters 
new hunters into hunting through turkey hunting than yeah. I think I, any I've ever experienced. Yeah. I mean, I and it's been I've got my son's friends that are getting fired up about it. Uh, they're bringing their dads, you know what I mean, yeah. with them, and they're new to hunting. And now I see them posting pictures. They're out harvesting birds, yeah. you know. And that's, I mean, we're a breed that's, you know, not sticking around very often. And so now it's time to. Yeah. Time to incorporate new youth and new blood, and that's what I try and do through turkey hunting. Yeah, I'll tell you this, man. Um, I feel like I've killed enough turkeys in my in my life that I, I I guess I would say I'm fulfilled. I still love going out and doing it, but now, man, I don't know. I don't know about you, but and you kind of just mentioned it there. I get fired up when I'm calling for somebody else. I don't even have a gun with me. Uh, like, oh no, I I agree. Yeah, like when I put my wife on a bird or. Um, I help my stepdad out and just, I'm sitting back calling and, and, you know, making, you know, I'm, I'm, it's almost like I'm, I'm in charge and you're not, wor- you're not having to worry about the, you, you don't have to worry about the shot. That's someone else's responsibility. So now you basically, yeah. So now the only thing you're doing, it's almost like you're watching a documentary right in front of you and it's, it's so yeah. much fun. I, I love it. I don't care if I ever kill a turkey again. Yeah. As, yeah, long, as long as there's other people with you. Yep. As long as I'm around them and people are having fun doing it, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. And it's so, and this year's going to be different. So I've gotten into uh, like recurve shooting a little bit. Um, I'm in a veterans group, and an old veteran from a town neighboring ours gave me two old Fred Bear bows. Oh, really? Um, recurve. And like, like in the like 50, 1950s models, they're gorgeous. So, um, I'm going to care. I got, I'm going to get a bow only tag and I'm got basically guiding, if you will, my friends. And I'm going to carry that sucker because you never know when it's going to happen. But like I said, I don't care if I ever shoot a turkey again, as long as people are around me and we're, we're running and gunning and having fun, you'll kill birds. You know, you'll harvest yeah. a bird. Yeah. You've got to put in the time. It might be the first day, it might be the last day, but put in the time to work, you'll get it. That's a fact, my friend. It's the guys that go out, you know, two two days on opening weekend and then they don't hunt and they're like, Man, there's less no birds here. Yeah. Nah, whatever, man. Drive around <laughs> for a little bit and go look at the fields. They're everywhere. Well, I tell you what, man, uh, I'll be down there uh second season and if my calculations are correct, you still owe me a uh, a chicken dinner. I, I do. <laughs> so it'll happen. Uh, what? It'll happen. That's right. That's right. Well, I tell you what, Brent, uh, man. As always, I, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, BSing with me today. And uh, good luck to you, your boys, and anybody that you go out with this season. Thank you. Good luck to you as well, man.